0: Hey everybody! Today on the Rotten Run Street Channel, it's the Nar show, and welcome, friends. I'm Ruel Gaviola, joined as always by my co-host Chris George. Chris, how the heck are you,
1: my friend? I'm feeling fantastic. I'm feeling great. I'm ready to check some dice, and I'm thrilled because of our two guests here. We have Ashton and Daniel from Shelfside. How's it going? What's going on, everybody? Hey,
0: yo, yo, yo. Yeah. So folks, uh, if you um, haven't already, check out the extended version of the show. The links are in the show notes below. Mm-hmm. We got to know uh, Ashton Daniel really well. We had,
1: we had a lot of fun. <laughs> it was
0: a really great pre-show. Yeah,
1: it's actually so, a pretty good one. Normally <laughs> we tell you to check it out,
0: but I think check this one out for sure. It's fun. So be sure to hit that link and uh, you'll, you'll see all kinds of fun stuff. And also we're going to be sharing some more things at the end of uh, the extended edition where you're going to see some more games that we're going to talk about because today we're doing our top 12 Ameritrash games. Chris, this is gonna be a fun list. We were talking about this off air. Mm-hmm. We've been looking forward to this one. Uh, so why don't we have you kick things off, uh, Chris?
1: Sure. Uh, before we start, though, I want to know how everybody kind of decided on their lists, and because I feel like Ameritrash is—it's it, not a contentious term, but I feel like it means different things for for people. So, so for both uh, the Shelfside Crew and you, well, what, what did you? What, what do you? What do you look for in like a really good Ameritrash game?
0: Yeah, so me personally, I was looking for super thematic games. Like, that's the first mm-hmm. thing I think of is, like, theme above mechanisms. And, uh, the you know, the thing I think about the most is Ameritrash, you know, you got the themes and you do have dice. You're going to be chucking dice and sometimes you can get lucky. A lot of times you're not. And that's just part of it. Whereas, you know... Where it's versus like the whole um, idea of like a Euro game, right? Where it's super efficient, super mathy, and stuff like that. No, Ameritrash takes a different approach. And I tend to look at like older games that, um, you know, I played when I got into the hobby. And uh, there's mm-hmm. still a few of them that I, I still enjoy. What about you, uh, uh,
2: Daniel Nash? And Ashton? How, do, how do you think of, what do you think about uh, Ameritrash? I super agree with that take because uh, when theme is extremely important, it kind of like helps you manage your expectations of the roles because like, Now, if you're super invested in, say, like, what this character on the board is doing instead of, like, just purely mechanics, then when the dice go either way, it's much easier to envision, like, oh, some goofy shenanigans happened to that guy. Or maybe that guy super succeeded because he just happened to nail that one, I don't know, skill check or, you know, shot or whatever you want to call the thing that you had to roll the dice for.
1: Cool. Yep.
3: And then when yeah. in doubt, uh, we just check on BGG as our <laughs> yeah. last little
1: resort. <laughs> 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. I the judgment to yeah. the authority <laughs> exactly. of the online forums. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I I was like, okay, BGG, give me that category. Let me scroll
0: through <laughs> yes. for ideas. American
1: America. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was realizing doing this list too, that like, I, I find, I thought way back when I started my, started my board gaming journey, I was like, Oh yeah, I, I was like really into Ameritrash. And now I feel like my, my personal tastes have evolved to skew more Euro. And so it was kind of nice to, to go back and think about like, Oh yeah, there's that game and this game. But again, like focusing on theme and focusing on story, right? The emergent story that happens and like how much you can really just get invested in what's happening. I never get invested in my farm in Agricola, I'm never, (laughs) I don't, I don't care. Um, I'm like, oh yeah, I can't wait for that sheep to go into that pen. What a lovely story that is. (laughs) No, I get invested. I get invested in like the story of the games for Ameritrash as well. So like the story and, and, and that, that I think ties in with theme was like a huge, uh, huge part of it for me as well. How could
2: you, Chris? You're playing with people's lives. <laughs> they're
1: starving. <laughs> they are starving. And you know what? They they're gonna keep starving because I got too much to do than to go fishing today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Times are tight, family, and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to figure it out, even though, yes, I would love you to bring some new someone new into this world. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I desperately need the workforce. Um <laughs> Uh all right, it's cool. So I'm kicking things off, right, Roel with yes, number 12? Please do, with number 12. All right. So my number 12 uh, is a game that I think it, it's kind of one of my favorite sort of um uh it, it creates a really fun pulpy story. It's sort of like my 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 pulpiest thing on this list, and that is uh Last Night on Earth, the oh. zombie game. Even even the like the the box looks like a cheesy 80s zombie horror movie. All the components give you this like stereotypical archetypical archetypical style of, of game. Uh, You're going to have your quarterback as a character, your cheerleader. And so it's a one versus all sort of team versus team. I've played it in, in kind of both capacities. I, I, I just remember I remember things from this game, right? You're going to try to defeat the zombies according to a scenario. There's gonna be multiple scenarios. There might be a big house in the middle of the board, whatever. And some people will play the zombies and try to move them towards you strategically. And you're going to be searching frantically through houses for weapons, etc. And then rolling dice for all of your checks. And I just remember the quarterback going on this run bursting through this pile of zombies like he, he rolled to get out was able to escape burst through another pile of zombies rolled to get out was able to escape was running madly like across the field got to a door and then the door was locked and he could not break down the door and then the zombies swarmed and ate him right and classic quarterback moment <laughs> yep. you can run, <laughs> you can <laughs> run by, by a door you know
2: all muscle no brain
1: mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's like this it, it, he was pushing it was a it was a pull door he was pushing exactly him. yeah
2: uh- <laughs> You just but, can't but read, fact- you know, we can only blame him, you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not his fault, right? But the fact that, that this game could provide me with that sort of like story, I think is is a really nice uh, it's a really nice take on this sort of like zombie genre, and I, and so I was contemplating like putting Zombicide on this list, and I don't know if it's going to be on anybody else's or whatever, because that's a lot of dice checking as well. Um, but I, I left that off because the last R and R show we did was like minis games, mm-hmm. and so I was thinking stuff like zombies, stu- uh, z- um, stuff like Zombicide, and etc. And I tried not to not to include those sorts of titles, even though I think I would rather play Zombicide than I would play Last Night on Earth, p- personally. Uh, but I, I did want to give the shout out to Last Night on Earth because it it really does kind of it, it amplify that pulpy nature i did it didn't overstay its welcome as well it was able to just be like all right yeah play that around halloween and then see you later you know uh so that's that's our number 12 last night on earth yeah
3: dude that nice. is the old school america selection yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember i found out about it through will weens tabletop a couple of years ago mm. yeah i never ended up like pulling the trigger because it was a bit out of my price range There was always something else to buy but a couple years ago I played on TTS and I was like, wow, this this game checks off all the mayor trash stuff. Like you got the priest, yeah, the, yeah. and then like it's like old pickup truck you can drive around. There's even like a card where like characters can like make out with each other, I think?
1: <laughs> I don't know if I saw that one. <laughs> yeah. It has all that stuff, yeah. I bet oh I, I bet it's in there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure that's in like your your special I, copy.
3: I think the card was like, Oh, it's like our last night on earth, we might as well just do whatever. <laughs>
1: amazing right yeah like it's got so many of those fun it's goofy right i think of Mm ameritrash almost a bit goofy too you know because it's just it's just emblematic of that sort of that kind of fun nature right or at least uh, pulp pulpy is goofy to me and so yeah that's why i wanted to give it give it the shout out that it deserves i don't think it deserves to be higher on this list but i Mm -hmm. think it deserves to be on the list for
3: sure i think something happens in a lot of these like old school maybe pulpy ameritrash games like you go to a place and you search there for items right (laughs) like uh dead of winter has this betrayal has this and final girl has this and now uh yeah last line on earth has this like you pick up an axe or like a handgun or a bible
0: yeah you don't know what you're gonna get and it'll create a cool story (laughs) yeah for sure I still want to know if this makeout card is a real thing or if this was like a house. <laughs> <thing that> came <laughs> <up when> I... <laughs> I will look it up right now. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to our number eleven. Uh, this is my call uh, for our our combined list number t- our twelve uh, Ameritrash games. So this one is an older game, and i I remember seeing this as a kid, and I've never played it until recently. Uh, with a Good Time Society crew, uh, number 11 is a game called Hero Quest. Uh, Hero Quest is a game from Milton Bradley. Remember that that company? They still make games. Uh, here I am with uh, Becca Scott, uh, Michelle Wing Bradley, and Bosnator. We're playing Hero Quest. This is, you know, we were just talking about the typical Ameritrash games, right? We got tons of theme tons of dice uh hero quest took it up a notch this was back in the 80s they had like 3d uh furniture and 3d weapons and all, all this cool stuff so you're dungeon crawling and what's really neat is it was a campaign you literally had characters that you could build upon so you get items and then for the next game hey i got that axe from the last game i can use it this game i'm more powerful um i when i play this again i had never played this until recently and I thought it was a blast. It was really, you know, very... You could see a lot of the influence this game had had over the years on other ones. Like, I see a lot of... um, What is the game? Descent, uh, Journeys in the Dark, yeah. uh, the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dungeon crawl. I feel like they took this. This was like their template, and they just built upon this. And Hero Quest, what that built upon was in the 80s you know, they had Dungeons and Dragons, but instead of a role-playing game, they decide, hey, let's make it a board game. So they made it even more accessible. You have your, you know, standard characters, you have your barbarian, you have your wizard, you have a cleric, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. In this game, I play the barbarian. So I'm just, like, busting through doors, going through stuff, and Becca, who was the game master, so you actually have a game master, it's, like, one v all, uh, she's like, okay, so what do you want to do next? And I was like, I want to go through that door, I'm going to go beat the bad guys, and she's like, okay, you just fell in a trap. I'm like, oh, great, thanks. <laughs> and so I had to roll, I took damage, and my character may have died off a couple times, but that's the fun of this, right? It's just, it's silly, good fun, but at the same time, you can totally have, there's strategy to it, like, right, you don't just barge in any door, you should be able to, there's a thing, I, I don't know if it's called, um, line of sight, but they have a similar thing to it, like, where you can look into the door, like, oh, okay, that looks a little shady, maybe I should use this or that, but, oh my gosh, this was a lot of fun, I really enjoy this, way more than I thought it did, honestly. Um, but I can see why it's a classic for a reason. And when I think Ameritrash, I think Hero Quest. Uh, now,
1: were you playing the the remake? Uh, like the, the re- Or were you playing like an OG version? I, I was know? playing
0: the remake, yes. This, this is the yeah. remake. So they, have, they they redid it and you know they have a new... I think it's a new campaign. It's still like 14 games or whatever, but it's been updated. Uh, so is, so is uh, some of the mechanics and stuff. But it's still at its heart, it's uh, Hero Quest, right? You are rolling dice... Uh, yeah, your yeah. you know combat and uh, picking up items to do and it's really neat because that basic board there uh, with the different things that you have in your uh disposal uh, for the campaign you're gonna you know change up the dungeon and stuff and if you play right. any dungeon crawl any mo- modern dungeon crawl you're gonna see a lot of similarities to the old school hero quest but that is our number 11 thoughts uh friends
2: uh, have you played or if you haven't mm-hmm. would
0: you consider playing hero quest
2: Good selection. Yeah, nice. yeah, I Definitely actually have. I have uh, yeah. very vivid memories of being the barbarian as well and also doing a nice. dumb thing where I just like <laughs> scream loudly, run through the door, <laughs> yeah. and end up in a possibly bad situation. Sometimes it works out great though. Oh, yeah. Just run in and a goblin's instantly dead and the whole room's scared. Yeah. I was very lucky to get this game at a garage sale. One of our neighbors was moving away and
4: I got this for
3: like five bucks, the original 1980s version. So we played that a lot with a lot of different friend groups and we just, you know. Like when you're young, it's it's like the yeah. best thing ever. It's like oh, I've for never sure. gone to play like as a dwarf and walking around and searching for traps and and getting all these weapons. Yeah, so that was like mind blowing for a lot of people. And then they looked it up on eBay. They're like, wait, three hundred bucks? What?
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the best thing about HeroQuest is when I you was get trying so hard to say that. Five dollar version. Out of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. of, of here.
2: <laughs> is the <broad> sword. <laughs> the best thing? My HeroQuest is the gargoyle. <laughs> But these minis, simple. You can tell what it is. Let, the yeah, it's like now before Games Workshop was like this. Now it's run by a bunch of. I don't
0: know. <laughs> nice, yeah. Hero Quest. Uh, really, I, I had I, coming up with this list was a lot of fun. And when I saw Hero Quest, I knew it had to be on my list. And I'm, I'm glad that we all nice. have some kind of experience with it. Um, let's move on to our friends from Shelfside. You are going to be giving us our number ten on the list of top twelve Ameritrash games. What you got for us?
3: Yep. So this one, I don't know if it's going to show up on screen or whatever, but uh, this one is Star Wars Rebellion.
1: Nice.
0: We may have yes. a big event of that. Uh, let's
1: see. Oh, if I press there, this button. Look go. at this.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah, Star Wars Rebellion. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait. Nice. Yeah, so- I know. I know him. Yeah. yeah this guy looks what, super is familiar. Is that some type of Jedi Master
3: over there? Wow. You know, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Star Wars Rebellion is <laughs> is I think like I know we've been talking about Maritrash, how it's very thematic and a lot of dice rolling and you get invested but the mechanics aren't the most important thing but you want the story but star yeah. wars rebellion hits like all the marks for me it has like the the fundamental sci-fi or quintessential star sci-fi. wars star wars it's yeah star wars you got the rebel base versus the empire you know jedi versus sith you got to find the rebel base so that's a huge thematic thing but also it's a really cool gameplay because the rebel base is hidden and the empire has to find it and wrapped into all that is this your idea of you have these different leaders, which are like, you know, Obi-Wan, Han Solo, Darth Vader, mm-hmm. Emperor Palpatine, and they go around the map doing different things. So they all have different stats. And then you get to build the Death Stars, AT-ATs, you have your rebel troopers, there's just like everything for the movies. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it has a theme and it's very sound mechanically and it is so intense. Like I like to play as the rebels yes. and just <laughs> bluffing where the rebel base is, is just so satisfying. Yeah. i have not played this one yeah. this was all ash he just loves yeah, it yeah. so much that he was like i'm putting it on the yeah, list i'm putting I'm it on the like, list yeah okay yeah you,
2: you, you take the you take the wheel take the Mike. yeah like the death yeah, Star. yeah take, yeah. take the, the Tie typefire yeah, yeah. The, actually not typefire you're playing trouble but yeah
3: yeah i X-Wing. mean <laughs> there, there's like not really like any game i've played is like oh i have a death star and i'm gonna just blow up your planet <laughs> like, it's just gone
2: yeah yeah <laughs> I love War Crimes. (laughs) (laughs) I love this game. That's a shelf-sized mandate.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I'm so thrilled that you guys put this on the list because this... um, I played this a few times, and some of my favorite memories of gaming come from this game. Uh, My buddy Patrick, uh, he's a huge Star Wars fan, so I only play with him, and I go to his house. He's got... You know the killer surround sound uh, system. All we play is uh, is all the Star Wars soundtracks, and we, you know, Mm -hmm. we we, he's got the lights and everything. It's an amazing experience. And you guys were right; it is tense. You know, when you're trying to hide as the rebels and like knowing that the empire's like so close to you. Oh, I literally start sweating. I'm like, no, not don't go there, don't go there. It's oh, Mm -hmm. it's so good on so many levels, and I'm glad that this is on the list. It's rock solid mechanisms, but through-the-roof uh, theme, of course. It's, mm-hmm. uh, such a good call.
3: Yeah, I've been hearing a lot that I need to get the expansion, so get the one expansion. day. Yeah, get the exp- it's better with the expansion, yeah. <laughs> you play with the base game, when he's right wrong, you gotta play with the expansion.
1: I have heard, yeah, I have heard that that specific term, that specific phrase somewhere. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the expansion, it, it changes up combat a little, from what I remember, and it does add all the cool uh, more uh, characters as well, so Yeah, very, very cool game. Great choice for our number uh,
1: 10 there. Well done. Uh, You haven't played it yet, Chris? I haven't, but my buddy Zach has it and so like we just need to schedule a time he's like my num- my number one gaming partner probably he lives just down the street so like he just got it recently so i'm very very excited to try it out because I, I i know i'm gonna love it i
2: i feel yeah. you because Ash keeps telling me stories like the one time i think he told <laughs> yeah. me he put the rebel base like right next to the empire just this <laughs> is like the most outlandish he could possibly do and just really, it did not get found for like the longest time it's like so you're playing as pernav yeah pernav yeah it's just like are you stupid? And it's like, I mean, it worked, but like, why would you do that?
4: That's brilliant.
1: I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Just the fact that you can do stuff like that makes me so excited, right? Like it's just, yeah. 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 Our
3: our gaming buddy that I play with Pranav, he's like, oh, I will have like the best way to sweep the, sweep the entire solar system. So he doesn't like in this solved way. I'm like, no, you just missed like this very obvious place.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right. Let's, uh, Talk to Richard now via the magic of a video. Richard's got our number nine. Take it away, Richard.
4: Okay, great. Finally, first of all, let me say, it is so awesome to finally have Shelfside on the table. Ashton, Dan, you know how much I love you. You know how long I've wanted this to happen. And uh, what a great topic. Ameritrash games, or thematic games for folks who prefer. And uh, interesting entries so far. Last Night on Earth, I'll be honest, I've never played it. I've never really had any interest in it whatsoever, but I've always heard good things about it over the years. HeroQuest, I can say... I actually played this with an old friend of mine from the video game industry and my wife, Jen, many, many years ago, back in the 90s. And to this day, it is still one of the most memorable board game experiences I've ever had. So I think that's a reasonable one. But uh, number 10, Star Wars Rebellion. Um, Yeah, I get it. But I would like to see your Star Wars and raise you some Star Trek with Star Trek Fleet Captains, which is our combined number 9, and it is phenomenal. If I'm going to play a big, epic, long, heavily thematic game with a whole bunch of dice chucking and some head-to-head conflict, this is where I'm going to want to go, uh, to the final frontier, to the undiscovered country, because this um, uh, hero clicks game from WizKids just does everything perfectly. Perfectly. This is the ultimate Star Trek, um, you know, next gen Deep Space Nine Voyager uh, experience condensed down into a box. Uh, Each player has their own fleet of ships, depending on what faction they're in. You are, um, you know, going out and exploring strange new worlds, flipping over tiles, never knowing what you're going to find there. You might run into Q, you might run into, uh, you know, classic episodes, all kinds of fun stuff, and you're setting up bases. Um, you know, trying to manage a deck full of characters from all, you know going all the way back to the original series, all of whom have very strongly thematically grounded mechanisms that are tied. I mean, you know, there are away missions, there's cloaking devices, everything is in this game. And then as well, hey, if you're the Klingons, you better believe you are going to be hunting down those Federation dogs and trying to blow them out of the sky every step of the way. This game is phenomenal. And like I said, if I'm going to play. An Ameritrash game. Uh, I am definitely going to be having a great time with uh, Star Trek Fleet Captains. Special shout out to uh, Dad's Gaming Addiction, a uh, really great YouTube channel. I'm using his video to show uh, you know the breadth and scope of this wonderful, wonderful game. Anyway, uh, that's number nine, Fleet Captains. Back to you guys.
0: Wow, Star Trek Fleet Captains. I've never heard of this game. I literally have not heard a thing, and it looks interesting. Um, I was really curious to see what Rich is going to add to this list. I know this is not probably his mm-hmm. style of uh, genre, right? But um, I'm not familiar with this game. Are you, any of you
2: guys uh, play this game or even no, no, no? I didn't watch no. out the season four of a uh, TNG though.
1: <laughs> I well that's, there you go you up. basically played it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like there are so many star trek blanks you know what i mean like star trek five-year mm-hmm. missions star trek missions star trek frontiers right yeah. all of the different things that i've probably heard of it at some point in time somebody's been like this is a fun game and i probably went great and then moved on <laughs> yeah but i'm glad i'm glad I'm glad that it's on the list because yeah. uh if you're a big star trek fan well, it's uh it's nice to have one uh, a nice sandbox that you can play in right i agree and we get to uh placate the fans because
2: it is one above star wars game oh yeah I'm exactly
1: <laughs> i'm calling an audible i'm uh, next next one start star, star wars rebellion <laughs> that will be my pick my next pick star wars rebellion
0: <laughs> speaking of our next pick let's move on to our number eight
1: it's back to you chris uh, all right, so for, for, for my number eight, I picked the sort of uh, best iteration of a system that I feel like a lot of people get into board gaming. This was one of my first five board games, I think, when I really started getting the hobby. Um, well, not this version because it wasn't out yet, but it's Betrayal Legacy. Mm. So I'm picking Betrayal Legacy specifically, uh, but it's the Betrayal House on the Hill also falls into this category. Uh, I think Betrayal Legacy is the potentially the optimal way to play Betrayal at House on the Hill. Uh, instead of the the regular game and that's just because with betrayal at house on the hill things can be so swingy some of the some of the scenarios that you encounter just feel not really well written or like poorly balanced i haven't played the new edition so maybe that's been tweaked i only played like the second edition Mm -hmm. i guess because now they're on their third edition but i think with betrayal legacy you kind of get a fix on that because you you have in a way it's weird. Cause in legacy, you usually don't know what's going to happen, but I feel like they have less scenarios that they needed to work on for mm-hmm. betrayal legacy than they did for the actual game. Cause it's only like a 12 sort of game campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, th- this kind of again, you're you're searching, you're searching through houses. You're rolling dice. Random events are going to happen to you. The whole game is just: I walk into a room and something strange will happen to me. And it's how do I respond to that before the the switch of who becomes the traitor? It's filled with theme. I don't care about the mechanics in it whatsoever, but I care about the story. Uh, and that's that's the common theme on uh, on my on my picks. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's still something that I, I would plan like halfway through a campaign of Betrayal Legacy right now. And each one of the haunts has been has had like a little nice, delightful little twist that we can all go, oh, that was like, it creates a lovely little moment in the gaming session and i'm like yeah this is this is really nice that it is it feels more structured and um you can still get that betrayal aspect when when my friend was like hey i got betrayal legacy do you want to play it with me my initial reaction was like ah, I, yeah, i've played betrayal but i i think this i'm really glad i did because i think this is the sort of best iteration on that system uh because uh, it feels more streamlined and focused and still gives you all of that fun of exploration and fun of the traitor twist and yeah so that's uh that's why i put it on on our list
2: sounds nice. cool that there's a less jank going on because sometimes yeah, certain yeah. months are like oh that's super jank <laughs> <What>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> make up your
3: own rules
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> right exactly right the, i don't think i've ever house ruled um a game more than betrayal because you're yeah. in it and you're like, ah, just do whatever feels like it yeah, makes yeah. sense. <laughs> it's
3: like, <you're laughs> <You> like, <laughs> like, don't show me the hidden book, right? Because I was yeah. be doing this. So just makes something yeah. up.
1: Yeah. It's like, whatever you choose, we'll trust you. At the end, we'll look at it and see if you, you did the right call. But like, whatever. It's fine. It yeah. doesn't matter if it's, if you're, do, like, I once had a tentacle that could move through walls. It wasn't supposed <laughs> to move through walls. And afterwards, <laughs> we we're like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. It was just a tentacle. It's just a monster running around. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah, I think a lot less janky with betrayal legacy, which uh, yeah, which mm-hmm. I would, is exciting.
0: Yeah, I would love to play uh, legacy. I, I've only played the the original version a couple of times, and I it's a totally broken game, but um, oh you yeah, hundred percent. But, but it's so 100%. much fun. I would totally play it any time, you know, because it's mm-hmm. always led to these great stories afterwards. Like oh. Like, your, you know, in yep. your case, the tentacle going through the wall, or I think there's that one room that you can't, like, actually access, or I forget what it is, some really weird thing, like, how did this room show up here, or whatever, but it's moments like that, like, it, it's fun, it's just a really, the theme of betrayal, and... Uh, just the fun moments that I've had playing that game. It's totally worth house ruling or, you know, just, yeah. You just, oh, we just don't need to worry in. about the rules at this point. You know, it's all about the story. Yeah. And, um, it's always fun to see that twist where, you know, the one person goes on the haunt or whatever. And I, I've always yeah. enjoyed it. So I, I can't
2: wait to play the uh,
0: Legacy version.
2: My favorite from the base was uh, there was one hunt that had like. Three traders and one normal guy, and I won't say what happened mm. to it, but as yeah, that was stuck with me. Yeah. That was that was, oh, that was a night nice, yeah. of absolute shenanigans <laughs> happening. Oh my god! Because <laughs> like the one dude was so confused the entire time. It was like, hilarious to see
1: that play out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, yeah, I've seen the one where there's like. You, you, there's an unknown trader and you're all maybe infected and so if you go into a room with each other nice. then you have to like show each other your to- swap tokens and if you get the one token then you get infected too <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's like did, did the parasite now are you on the parasites team now and you're like ah oh, dang it I'm on the parasites team and so like it grows over nice. as you're like running through it's like okay come meet up with me I'm trying to give you this thing that we need to win it's like totally I need that thing to win just come and come into I'll the room give you with something me Nothing's <laughs> gonna yeah. yeah strangely it uses This this card it says it's our last night on earth. Uh, if you if you want to kiss, you can, and it encourages uh, you to do that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious, I'm pretty sure that's a card in the game. And that's what totally. I love and about it's in, it's in Betrayal as well.
2: It's yeah. In Betrayal as well. But I literally saw him just paw his phone by Googling, like, just yeah, trying <laughs> Google it. Yeah. And that's what's so great about Betrayal, right? You can totally do random stuff like that and it works,
1: you know? So, yeah. Uh, nice call. Just, just put into Google, Um, it's our last night on Earth, lots of kissing, and see what see what comes up. I'm sure you'll find
0: it.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, but uh, Betrayal Legacy, great pick. Uh, when I released both of our reviews for Betrayal 2nd Edition Third edition, people are like, You gotta Mm -hmm. check out Legacy, so it's Mm -hmm. been on our list,
0: yeah, yeah, Yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to try it out. Um, yeah, good call, Chris. Very ameritrashy Let's move on to our number seven, which will be my pick. Um, we actually, I think Ashton mentioned it earlier on the show, so without any further ado, number seven is Dead of Winter. Uh, this is one of my favorite games, uh, Ameritrash or not. I'd love, love this game, and we're talking about Will Wheaton as well. This is where I first saw it was on tabletop, Will Wheaton. and just, it totally captured my imagination, you know, just like, here we are trying to survive post-apocalyptic, uh in the dead of winter, literally, and talk about thematic, those crossroad cards, you know, you draw one, it's a, basically an event card, bad things usually happen, uh, but what's fun about this, it's got that uh traitor mechanism, just like in Betrayal, like, someone or some people may be traitors, and you don't know, because... You're trying to complete missions. It's a cooperative game, or actually, it's a semi-cooperative game. You have like a group mission, but there, everyone has their own um, uh, solitaire mission, and one or two, uh, one person may be a trader or not. It just depends on the random draw the cards, but. I love this, and you know they're, they're showing the little die right there. That's what really mm. made me think of Trash because that die, <laughs> yep. I've died because mm. of that stupid die so many times in this yes. game. <laughs> it's, right? it's
3: like, what, 1 in 8 to die?
0: Yeah, no, I think it's like 1 in <laughs> no, 12, no, it's one isn't 12. it? It's oh, like a D12. first ever turn we die, took, by yeah. the way. We
2: rolled the bite. Oh,
0: I have too. I totally, I'm like, how is this a D12? It shows up way yeah. more than
2: it should. <laughs> But yes. that's very a skewed perceptions of it. Yeah. yeah, we did. And that's the okay, fun okay, of this. No more traveling. Yeah. That, <laughs> <but> that's <laughs> the fun yeah, of this game. Right? Gas. Yeah, very traveled gas. Totally. Um the first time we played games, that's two people to die right off the that yeah. like, Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. So you should read the rules right? There's like, yeah, it yeah, says, yeah. you know, you roll the tooth, you die, and then you start rolling for everyone else that yeah, the spot yeah. they move to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's hilarious. And Again, like all these other games
0: that we've been talking about so far, the theme is just right there in your face. It's so good. It's so well-written. Um, and I've always enjoyed this game. In fact, one of my favorite memories of gaming, it was the very first time I played this game, where a buddy of mine, you know, I'd gotten to this open gaming group uh, in my in my town. I was there for a couple of months and well, became friends with everyone. And when, we first, when I first played this game, my buddy of mine, convinced everyone that i was the traitor and i was like there's no way blah 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 don't listen to him <laughs> and sure enough he won the game because he was the traitor he had gotten everyone to vote me out to exile me and things like that they stick with you because it's storytelling yeah. it's fun it's funny and you remember that and the mechanisms are solid as well and it's just that die oh the the bite die <laughs> always gets you uh, but that's our number seven game on the list dead yeah. of winter
3: so going back to the pre-show, you mentioned you don't like social deduction. So what what still draws you to Dead of Winter? Just the yeah. theme is just that
0: good. That, that's that's the thing. You're you're totally right. So yeah, I'm not a social deduction fan, but sometimes it works. And I really, for me, the theme in this one really takes it over the edge. Because I, you know, you talked about being tense in uh, Star Wars Rebellion. I get the same feeling in Dead of Winter. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. someone is gonna rat me out, or someone is, you know, the the traitor when I am I, I'm not. So I think that takes it past like, okay, I may not like deduction games or social deduction games, but I like it here. It'll it'll work mm-hmm. here. Um, it's not my favorite mechanism, but hey, it's got dice. It's got that bite die that's always good for laughs. And you know, <laughs> I I will play this game anytime. It, it's wonderful. Nice. But do you have any thoughts on the? Exp- <laughs> the expansion. I, I have not played the expansion. I really want to. Isn't that the one where you? Can oh, you're play, missing
3: out. Like, oh, like, my speech, is so <laughs> good. It's all factor, right in front of us,
2: actually. <laughs> oh my god! I, like, right there. If you're talking about I dumb prefer- things happening with the the, the <laughs> expansion, that's like <laughs> even more dumb things. It it just like takes everything silly about the game and says like, "Well, I'm just throwing like three times as much of that."
1: Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Nice. Now, are you talking about the um the long the, oh, yeah, the long, the long war game, yeah. colonies? I've not played
2: the Warring Colonies. Now,
1: okay, I, yeah, I haven't played Warring Colonies either. I have a friend who's Dead of Winter is their number one game, and they despise Warring Colonies. They're like, oh. it's so long. Uh, it's, it's like, like a game not, or something, right? <laughs> yeah, there's not the interaction that you want. Ooh. They said, like, don't ever do it. Interesting. Meanwhile, Long Night's like,
2: yeah, I'm gonna send my monkey to the science laboratory
1: to find yeah, a yeah. teleporting
2: <laughs> portal so I <like>, <laughs> can teleport between places. And he also took a pill in the meantime, so he's like extremely intelligent and like actually can vote really hard. You know, he's a monkey. So, like, yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I, I also like, at some point, some dude found like a grenade launcher that like fires drones. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen anymore. Like, um. okay, I always like
0: played with thought, what's the dog. regular Teddy windows
2: Sparky, Sparky, yeah, yeah. Sparky, I, was, yeah. I love
3: it's also sparky. the mall Santa. Yeah,
2: the, the boss. So one yeah. of my friends like oh, refuses yeah. to play Dead Winter Forest anymore Plum. unless you can both play as the monkey and Sparky. It's just it's super funny. <laughs> he tries to find him weapons <laughs> right off the back because it's just very funny imagining like dogs and monkeys running around with just guns. Just <laughs>
4: that's
1: so funny. Well, I, need I just love that the Forest Plump's ability is that you can just voluntarily exile him and the morale will go yep. up yep. because <laughs> he's so creepy yep. and everyone will just be very happy he's not. <laughs> the anymore. Like, not we'll take the hit I on food. <laughs> that's great.
2: Like, I had a very memorable game where like. He, like, was the hero of the colony. Like, he, he went out, slew, like, <laughs> hordes of zombies. And the morale was still too low. So he mentioned, like, as my final act, I will leave. <laughs> <You know? laughs> he went down hero. Everyone loved him.
0: Oh, that's great. Okay. So that's our number seven. Get down to winter. Let's move on to our number six. Shelfside, what you got for us?
1: If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link.
4: Take it away, Daniel.
2: Wait, which game was we had like two games on this list? Yeah, this is the one that starts with M. That's the M. (laughs) I just forgot the order. My bad. But yeah, Mansions of Madness is something else. Oh, oh my God. Now I'm a guy who loves me some of that nonsense, called Eldritch, Lovecraftian, uh, just board game theming. That's it's everywhere. But Mansions of Madness, this one by far the best. All right. So in this game, you are playing as investigators exploring. Probably a mansion, not always a mansion, usually a mansion. You go in there, you're trying to investigate, see what's going on. And you, know, you, you may not even know the objective right at the bat because there are different scenarios, right? Different levels of this game you can play. And as you're exploring the dungeon, you have, you have to figure it out because you're investigators, right? You're going into rooms, you're rolling tons of dice to be like, what do I find in this room? Is it a clue? Is it a gun? Or maybe a bad oof, Oh, a zombie, or like, oh, a big tentacle monster. Oh, no, that's more spicy things happening in the game. And to top it all off, this game has an app manage all this for you. So it's like super brained to get it going. Like I get like the easiest time to just set it up. It's like, okay, put everything out. Hey, app, what am I doing? Okay, cool. Uh, so I, I, this is why I got. All right, the check succeeded. Oh, I, okay. The app tells me I found this candle in that room. Okay, I found a candle. Oh, uh, hey, app, what did I find in that room? Oh, that room is <laughs> the one with the zombie. Oh, we better run. <laughs> we better leave. And it's not super annoying. You don't have to like... Go to the app and be like, I, I, the zombie's in this room, mm-hmm. zombie's in that room, blah, blah, blah. But no, you just still are playing the board game. It's just that anytime you are doing anything that's like, hey, like the zombie doesn't attack, right? You don't need to tell the app where this is happening. You just kind of like, hey, the zombie doesn't attack. And suddenly it like pulls up a prompt that's extremely descriptive. It's like, the zombie is groaning. It's, it's moving, it's shambling, it's disgusting, it scares you, roll a mental check or a will check. I don't even remember the names anymore. But like, yeah, the point is yeah. the variation of like How the enemies can attack and what like you can find in the rooms—it's just so novel, right? It like a hundred percent just beats out having like a deck of cards you have to draw through and to like see the next random thing that happens because the app is just like, well, it's an app—it can have so many different things that can happen from like how you interact with everything. So that's just what really seals the deal for me. Yeah, the app does a really good job of hiding like story points in the scenarios. That too, yeah,
3: yeah. There's, I guess, I don't want to spoil too much, but there's like a lot of NPCs and they'll have dialogue trees. If you were to do that with like a deck of cards. Right. Not fun. It'll
2: be <laughs> and horrible, also yeah. like for replayability. I can just like put things in different rooms too. Yeah, like yeah. in the same scenario, it's like, why if they go to, like this end of the map, this end, like, oh, that's a different path. This that that end has like way more zombies on it. We're like, oh god, you know,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. This. Uh, I remember this was probably one of the first board games I played that had that app integration to it. And it was brilliant. You know, just all the upkeep, that that alone right there. You don't have to deal with any, you know, upkeep or whatever. And as Ashton was talking about, you know, hiding those narrative points. It was, it was great. And it, it worked seamlessly, uh, the times that I played it. And it was a fantastic experience. Again, very Ameritrashy. You got that really great story and it hooks you in there. And, yeah, I it's, it's a great choice for, for this list.
3: Something that really seals the merit tragedy for me is the insanity mechanic. I mean, I always have to bring this up. It's like my bingo card every time we talk about branch mm-hmm. madness and bring this up. Where if your character goes insane, you get a secret objective, which may or may not be uh, betraying the team you were on or setting the house on fire, or maybe it's just you can't talk. There's like all sorts of like
2: funny things there. Cool. Yeah, I just like nonstop uh, non-stop rolling dice in that like, oh look, there's a chat, roll dice. Hey app, what happens? Like mm-hmm. you just got non-stop and it's just it's, yeah. it never gets mm-hmm. old because it's just like, whoa. A new dumb yeah. thing happened. Wow! Yeah.
3: Also, it's cool. One of the scenarios has like a monster moving around. You're not sure like why, so you have to get to the like the solution of why that's happening. Which also cool. gives the game a big mystery element that not a lot of like board games have. I mean, in general, it's yeah. a huge yeah. mystery yeah. element because yeah, you know yeah. you
2: have to investigate and be like, what are we even doing here? What is mm. happening? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Where is the madness? <laughs> <laughs>
0: nice. Cool. Great nice. choice uh, for Fair number pick. six. of Matches of madness. Moving on, we're getting to the top five now, friends, and Richard's got us. Uh, For number five, Richard, what you got?
4: All right, three more excellent choices. I've only ever played the original Betrayal of House on Hill, and I thought it was very, very cool. I would definitely love someday to get to play through the Legacy Edition, but of course, it's not going to work very well as a two-player game, is it? Probably not, but someday, someday, it's on my list of things to try out. And the same thing is true for Dead of Winter. Um, Again... Not very good. I did actually try this with Jen as a two-player game. It is not worth it. We actually um, didn't even make it through the uh, experience, but someday I'll get to play it at a convention or something like that. Um, And Mansions of Madness, uh, Ash and Dan, wow. Here's what I'm really curious about, since I'm pre-recording. Did you pick Mansion of 1st or 2nd edition? Because if you're like me, you know that the 1st edition is actually superior to the 2nd edition. And um, don't at me, anybody who would happily agree to disagree. But, oh man, the original game, I still have very, very fond memories of playing that. Um, over lunch breaks with my buddies and co-workers at uh, Splash Damage, I was always the... The uh, dungeon master equivalent, and all those fun little puzzles, and trying to create exciting moments for them—it's the closest I've ever been to an actual proper dungeon master, and it's fantastic. And the app of the second edition cannot come close; nothing compares to, um, you know, Mansions of Madness. First edition. But uh, all as great as all of those are, none of them can beat number 5 on the list, for my taste anyway. A uh, more obscure game from Portal Games, Theseus Dark Orbit. And I gotta say, um, this one is really, really near and dear to my heart, because this game is really... Just about as close as you can get to James Cameron's Aliens in board game form. And the brilliant thing is, even though this is incredibly richly thematic and has all the trappings of a proper Ameritrash-style game, this is another one of the very few games over the years that Jen and I have enjoyed going head-to-head. Meanwhile, Daisy is barking off-camera. What is it, Daisy? Uh, Jen will take care of it. Anyway... Um, you know, because one player will play as the scientists on a spooky, um, you know, uh, 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 you know, abandoned alien. Um, what do you call it? Space station being chased by xenomorph-style aliens. Or uh, players could also play as space marines trying to hunt down those xenomorphs. Or the space marines could be trying to hunt down the scientists. Or there's a fourth faction: the uh, gray aliens. They're just sitting back studying what everybody is doing. There's tons of really cool thematic. Trappings to this game because every faction has different goals they're trying to do, has different tools and equipment and abilities that are thematically grounded, and um, all squeezed into this tight little space, constantly running into each other and um, creating problems for each other. And it's really, really smart. One of the best games from Portal ever. Um, you know, and uh, you know the designer of Niroshima Hex. This game is so sharp. And if all that weren't enough, I've just been talking about the Ameritrash style. Them- Elements that come through so brilliantly. But here's what I didn't mention. This game has Euro bona fides as well because the entire space station is a Moncala. Um, You know, it doesn't look like it, it doesn't feel like it, but it is. And so on my turn, I am grabbing members of my team of aliens or scientists or marines or great. And then there's actually a fifth mysterious ancient uh, alien race too, uh, which I never actually, the Pandoras, I think. Anyway, I grab a certain number of them and move them around and activate where I drop off and install traps for other people, or listening devices, or all kinds of stuff. This game is so cool. Uh, It is such a shame that it has been forgotten throughout time, because it is one of the greatest heavily thematic Ameritrash, wonderfully evocative board games of all time. Number five, Theseus Dark Orbit.
0: Okay, Richard, that is two for two. This is the second game I have never heard of, Theseus Dark Orbit. (laughs) It looks pretty he cool, though. underground stuff. <laughs> yeah, he's totally underground, man. We're talking, like, think, I've never heard of this game yeah. or the, the Star Trek game. But it looks pretty cool. Uh, I was surprised to find out that that was, like, a Moncala-style mechanism, which you normally don't associate with, uh, you know, trash games. But then he talked about how it was, like, aliens. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'm totally down with that theme. Let's go blow up some aliens with a bunch of guns and stuff. But... I don't know, guys, thoughts. Have have first of all, have you ever heard of this game? Yeah, either. Any, nope, um, no nope.
1: Okay. I, I think Richard's going off the rails here. He's going, he's just going hot he's take city. Off track. That's what he's doing. He's like, this is the best version of Alien. No, Nemesis is. Thank and you. um and then two, he's he's saying something that I've never heard anybody say that Mansions of Madness edition one is better than number two. Yeah. No. Right. No way. Oh wow. Yeah. Like no way that that's a real thing that anyone who hasn't had their head run over by an rv would ever say <laughs> uh, yeah, i don't know i i got i got the first editions of, of the madness i opened the box i looked at it i was like oh this is not what people are talking about and i closed the box <laughs> and i got rid of it like I, and that was my mansion the madness experience i mean maybe and, well, like the,
2: play with a really good gm and then i uh, save the whole maybe thing you do. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. i mean yeah. that can make or break it right so
1: yeah, and that's true, right? And being able to get that GM experience, I see why he it holds uh, yeah. fondness in, in his heart. But uh, okay. to our lighting, we look heavenly, right now. This is awesome. Oh, this is a yeah. right behind yeah. you shining yeah. through. Yeah. Well, that's why I called you, my two beautiful angels. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's who we have on the show. Uh,
0: let's go to our number four. Uh, getting from our other beautiful angel, Chris. You've got four for us.
1: Uh, well, here's the thing. Uh, I went on about. Um, Older editions not living up to newer editions, but this older edition does because we're going for our fourth one. We're going to Arkham with Arkham Horror Second Edition, nice specifically the second edition, uh, not the third edition. Uh, and I I still really enjoy this game. It's I, I I know that they did some changes they tried to streamline things in the third edition I haven't played the third edition but I'm still willing to be like the child who refuses to eat their broccoli because they think it tastes bad <laughs> uh, I'm staying with my second edition uh, the 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 storytelling in this is great and and the gameplay itself is really fun you have a big board of arkham and the goal is to go around and get clues. When you get clues, you can close portals that keep on spewing out monsters of Arkham, and when you do that, you have to creep through the streets. You can sneak by monsters. You can fight the monsters. You have your different life and insanity stats, Uh, a stat tracker that you can adjust and move up and down, which balances what you're going to... Choose basically like strength or or intelligence. Those are the kind of the the, the back and forth that you get to choose. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a really fun time, deeply uh, interesting characters and and memorable moments. Uh, every place you visit has like a deck of seven cards that you shuffle and you flip over the event. Then you read the little event, you see what happens. It's a lot of I, all of my stuff is kind of flip and see what happens. I guess. Well, not not really last night on Earth, but um, <laughs> rolling the <laughs> yeah, roll and see what happens. Ameritrash and see what happens. Um, yeah, there, there's just there's. I've had a lot of fun with this game. Uh, it, it's it's tough to get to the table, but I have a good friend of mine who really really loves it as well. And so e- even though I've been contemplating, like it's been on the it's been on my chopping block to get rid of from my collection for a little bit because I have a friend who is the person who I play it with, and we don't need two copies. Even though I've been like talking myself out of that over and over it's it's stuck around too just because i like having it on the shelf i like remembering the memories of it i there was like a facebook memory from 13 years ago of somebody reminding me that my poor dog duke got sacrificed uh and they were like hey remember that time when when i killed your dog and i was like i do remember that time and it still sticks with me and i that's why we are no longer friends um and so yeah it's just it's just a really a really fun large expansive story uh and and lots of fun going to the different the different locations and trying to get Clue tokens, very simple in gameplay, but it stretches out over a long time, and that's it's an it's a, a time investment that I'm willing to put in because it is such a fun, fun experience.
0: Nice, and I do want to point out this video from Castelli Reviews. I don't know what this is, but apparently it's a board game song based on Arkham Horror, the music video. So, <laughs> folks, I love uh, to do just yeah. playing through the portal. <laughs> yeah, check that yeah. out. And um, this is a, one of those themes, uh, Chris. That I'm not, I'm not really in the whole Cthulhu thing. Uh, and Arkham yeah. Horror. but this game i've heard nothing but great things about it and i know it's one of those games i need to play at some point um you know I, i'm that, that video is sort of etched in my brain now
1: but it, uh, it plays about an hour per player i'd okay. say and if you're doing a two-player you're you're generally two-handing yeah. characters so an hour per character i should say
0: okay but apparently it's it's worth it right i mean it's it's on your list so
1: it's fun. It's yeah. a great, fun game that I would be very happy to carve out uh, an afternoon or evening to play. Nice. Yeah. Awesome.
3: Cool. I think we okay. played first edition Arkham Horror. we second.
1: So, oh, so we, we didn't. Did. We haven't played this. And we didn't like it. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> we like Eldritch <laughs> more. Uh,
2: we like Eldritch more. Yeah. That's but fair. I, I haven't
1: played Eldritch. Yeah. But, I know similar. it's more streamlined too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, Eldritch, Eldritch, think, basically the yeah. same
2: game, but just like on a global yeah. scale, which is why I enjoy it way more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. was like, yeah. Arkham, I'm like, well, if this is localized, I'd rather just be playing Mansion because I like Eldritch more. Mm, yeah,
1: fair, okay. totally fair. I think you're not you're not in the minority on that at all. I think Eldritch has replaced Arkham for a lot of people. I've never played Eldritch horror, so it could it could do the same for me. But it's
2: just more epic to me because it's like you're saving the whole world in on that one, and like the yeah. doom track on that, having like you know like Cthulhu looming down you before he just spawns on the board. That's a feeling that to me Arkham just could never hit because mm-hmm. it's like right. oh. Oh God, like doomsday is coming and the world will end. And like, you're putting so much stuff like on like different countries on the mm-hmm. map. And it's like, yeah. wow, like these threats feel just so titanic. They feel eldritch. They feel, you know, out of this world. <laughs> they I'm, feel horror. horror. <laughs> <laughs>
3: nice. Yeah. There's like TikTok men spawning in Japan and like goat monsters. You have to find in Africa. TikTok's in Japan now. Whoa, yeah. man. That <laughs> that's going, that's going crazy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a lot of great memories of the Eldritch. Yeah, I think nice. we played Arkham first, though we would have liked it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, but we played Eldritch yeah. first. We played Eldritch first. This
3: is, Arkham was, uh, I think, out of out of circulation when we yeah.
1: started playing. It was out yep. of is yeah. out of print for a long time. Yep. Yeah, cool.
0: All right, uh, Let me do
2: math in real Quick, I've been holding in for a while. All right,
0: <laughs> let's move on to our top three now. We've got three left here, and um, this one is going to go to me. Uh, I've got a third one. This one. It's a game that I got many, many, many years ago uh, when I first got in the hobby, and I was excited because I got a good deal on it. Chris, you'll appreciate this. I got a used copy I list for deals. for like ten bucks, ten US, and the game is Nexus Ops. And I, when I think Ameritrash, I think Nexus Ops. This is it's sort of like basically a 4X game. You know, we we're talking uh, earlier about um, in the pre-show about Last Light, Roy Kennedy's game. This was to me like a 4X game that plays in 90 minutes. It's quick. It's fast. It's very Ameritrash-y. It's a sci-fi game. Your corporation's taking over this planet. You're, um, you know, doing the forex thing, exploiting and exploring and uh, getting those resources to get monsters, basically. And your monsters are your ships and, and whatnot. And you're gonna battle all the other corporations. It's very like you move. You get some resources. You spend those resources to get these new ships, which you can see here. This one is the Avalon Hill edition. I have the Fantasy Flight edition, which I think looks better overall. But, you know, either edition's fun. Uh, You get your ships or your uh, monsters, and then you go to battle. And it's dice-chucking. And what really, I thought for, again, again, this game's like 20-something years old. What I thought was a really cool little stroke of genius back then, they had secret mission cards. So not only do you get points for destroying all this stuff, but you also get secret missions where you're going to score points. Hey, if I control a certain part of the board, or if I, you know, destroy a certain number of um, uh, ships or whatever, then I will score points. And it's very, it's got this, like, king of the hill type thing where, you know, whoever's in the lead will have, you know, basically a target on the back. So, oh, man, I've had a lot of great games of this at two, three, and four players. It's just, it's not a heavy game at all. It's It's a lighter game, but... It's just super fun. And when you're chucking dice against your opponents, against your friends, and actually, I have a really good memory of this with my nephew, and he was like seven years old at the time. And I, you know, I was thinking, hey, you know, maybe we can play some Candyland or whatever. And he's like, Uncle, what's that? And he saw my shelf. He's like, He pointed right <laughs> at Nexus Ops. I was like, Okay, yeah, we can play this, and you know, I brought it out. We set it up for two player, and you know, he needed a little help with it, but he pretty much got it. And you know, oh, wow, nice, he, yeah, he legit won the game. He, he had he had the better dice rolls. That's my my explanation. Yeah, but yeah,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you got lucky, buddy. But um, it it was a great time, and it was one of those games that is very accessible, and I think. For merit it doesn't get much better than uh, Nexus Ops, yeah. folks. It's so good, and that's why on our combined list, it's made it to number three. Nexus
1: Ops. Nice. Never played it. Sounds cool.
2: Never played it. Sounds cool. I've never played it. I'm pretty sure I'm uh, thinking Nexus Ops. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just making it. sure. Yeah. I,
1: yeah.
0: So I just came. Yeah. I like to explain it like this. Again, it's an older game. I feel like it's t- it take it took some uh, some of the DNA and. The, like, older versions of Twilight Imperium, uh, where you're building up your fleet and, It just it really streamlined it down to like so anyone can play it. It's not nearly as deep as Twilight Imperium, but it also has those uh, secret mission cards, just like Twilight Imperium, right? You have your uh, missions like aha, I did this, I got a point or whatever. This has a very similar thing to it. Again, it's way more accessible. It's for you know a a broad uh, mainstream audience, but oh, I love it. It, It's so much dice shucking. It's a great time, so I highly recommend it, folks. uh, Checking it out. That is our number three.
1: does exercise. it have
3: asymmetry
0: though? Um, no, it doesn't. But here's a great thing, Ashton. Oh, okay. what, what I love uh-huh. about this, so it doesn't have asymmetry, but there are so many fans of this game on BGG. Someone came up with asymmetric factions. They printed out sheets. I have that in my edition. That's how I play it now. Oh, so everyone okay. has their All own right. little faction. Oh, it's brilliant, and it's it does it it deepens the game. and adds complexity to it, but it's still a, it's a much faster game to play than uh, some of the bigger 4x games. But yeah,
3: okay. I'll go on eBay after this and see
2: if I can get Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, check it That's out. Good.
0: Cool. <laughs> well, loving <great> four X's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: All right. Uh let's move on to our number two. We got two more games left to talk about,
2: friends. It's back to the shelf side crew.
3: All right. Well, this is it. This is one for all the marbles.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes. Calabunga. Yes. The this big is the... Gahunas, the big one. Uh, not one, four. The Twilight four. Imperium the
1: Four. four. Yes. Yes. I, I expected yeah. this to be your pick. <laughs> yep, same.
3: <laughs> yes. We just keep coming back to it year after year. It's just it's just our go to. Not even just a marriage. It's just our go to game. Yeah, anytime, yeah. like
2: for some reason, there's six people free, and we just happen to have six hours. We're like, "Guys, want to play T A 4 And it's just like, "Okay, this is happening." Okay,
0: Love
2: yeah. It. And with the expansion, Prophecy of Kings is like,
3: wow, this game is like way more fun actually You
2: gotta play with the ex- yeah spe-
0: <laughs> <expansion>.
3: <laughs> yeah so for those people who don't know what ti ti4 is it's like a space opera so you control an alien civilization you're trying to get the most points become the emperor of the universe and there's like a middle called mechal rex that you're all fighting over you also have secret objectives and
2: uh, public objectives to do the game has so many different like just things to work around to just one, politically maneuver around the table, and two, throw dice at. And oh man, that's what we're here for, baby. Oh, the space fights in this game are something else. And they don't even feel like BS. It's like, no, that guy, you know, probably wins. He has like, I don't know, like three more big ships than I do, he rolls more dice. Like, yeah. by, all odds, by all odds, he wins at like 90% of the time. So like, you get the occasional weird, goofy thing, where it's like, wow, that one fighter soloed the dreadnought, like what the, f- but <laughs> most of the time, it's not gonna happen, all right? like. But the dice still keep it so, so fresh, so real. It's just like, wow. Like, it's just so clean to be like, wow, each ship just rolls a die. Boom. See how many get hits? Keep going back and forth. Very clean. Wow. that That's just like as, like, just straightforward as it gets for just big epic space fights, which this game does massively because there's so many different types of ships with different roll values. It's so fun. It's like, wow, my war son rolls three dice and, oh, they all hit on three plus on 10-sided die, oh, ho, that's basically a Death Star, which I know Ashton said he likes a lot. What'd you look at that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then also there's like, what, like 18 factions? I don't even remember. It's like yeah, yeah. I
3: mean, the factions, like, so this is the fourth edition of TI, and they really dialed in, like, all the backstory and nuance of the factions. So it, it really feels like, at least for me, like, every time I play and I pay, play different faction, it's just, like, entirely different. Like you got people that are really good at trading. You got space pirates. There's even a plant faction you can play. Mean spawns, one. Yeah, spawn <laughs> troops in really weird ways. And then now with the expansion, you have <laughs> once per you have you have once per <laughs> games for the for the faction. So everyone has once per games. They have once per rounds, and you unlock them as the game goes and on. A passive ability, yeah, and a passive ability. This and is a next, very clever
2: yeah. way to rebalance the game because some of the uh, really weak ones got a They got a nice fresh coat of paint, shall we say. Yeah. One of my favorite ones, the uh, Lizics, They uh, are extremely all about just Dreadnoughts, a lot of they—they they love dreadnoughts. They just love going in and bombarding places. But in the base game, unfortunately, there's a very easy way to counter that. It's called building a PDS, Planetary Defense System, Planetary Defense <laughs> yeah. Shield. I forget what that's so, called. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So PDS, nightmare. All right. When it's there, <laughs> you can't bombard. So what's the point of having all the dreadnoughts? So then in the expansion, it's like, well, the six players, you can do a thing actually to unlock a way to bypass yeah. the PDSs now. And it's like, oh, they
1: actually
2: work now. <laughs> and now I have fun just bombing places very, very horrifically.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shelf side, I mean, all about that those war crimes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In space, though. Yeah. In, in space, space. Yeah. on in a space, bigger scale. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: so I, I know people complain like, though the game is like really long, but I think the length actually works a lot in the game's favor because you have a lot of time to negotiate all the... Little nuances of making alliances, deciding who can attack where, and getting to use your troops a lot, getting to fight a lot with them, getting to fight over Mechtor Rex, and having stories of oh, he used to own Mechtor Rex at the beginning of the game, then someone else fought it, they built a base there, then someone else made this giant army and came in, but maybe it was too late in the game.
4: Whereas just one yeah. huge
3: cycle of yeah. violence, like yeah, oh, yeah.
4: Right, that
2: guy attacked me, I'm gonna attack him. <laughs> yeah. I was like wait, that guy's my ally, I'm gonna jump in on this fight, and that guy's like, well, I need to do this for an objective. It's it's, yeah. it's such a hilarious yeah. mess happening yeah. half the time, dude. Oh, and then Mechtos just in the middle. I'm just like. I want to go on Mecatol. Mm-hmm. and then Mekatol's, dude, living on Mekatol, like if, imagine like being a civilian, living on Mekatol Rex. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, just, yeah, the next I just came in and we're being bombed again. Sick. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Oh, who rules us now? Great, you'll be here for like I don't know, like a round at best. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Imagine being a bunker salesman on Mechatol Rex. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah.
2: what I will say though is that base game. Unfortunately, this one of those games where this meme is no longer ironic because I actually don't like it with the base game with the expansion. I oh, mm, it is my jam because the objectives get so much more crazier, and then also of course the faction rebalances just add like so much to it. Basically, I'm kind of like. I've, I've this is kind of funny because we've played it too many times like, so much. It's like, yeah, I've seen it, I've done it. It's like, wow, we're, we're at that high point of privilege where it's like, yeah, I've played a you know, TI4 base game like a million times. I'm kind of sick of yeah. it. Actually, we, 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 we got like six people together that often, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a time we played in like three and a half hours. Nice, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that's that's a great feeling. Yeah, I would I, say if we play base game, most of the time it's actually just under five hours. Like, it's definitely yeah. not a whole day thing, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. I
0: I'm I, this was going to be my number one game, uh, but I knew that you guys were coming on. I figured, okay, they're gonna, they're definitely putting this on there, so there is no need for me to add, add to it. Except, I love everything about this game and the expansion is amazing. I'm a big um, Joel Narf fan. I like being the space nerds, but you know, mm, yeah. I, I, uh, it's everything I love about this game for all the reasons you talked about. Absolutely fantastic, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: And I Chris. actively dislike it. <laughs> you actively, <laughs> I dis- played it twice. I've. I played it twice and yeah, yeah, no, like I, I really, I really bounced off of it and I was so sad that I did because I'd heard such great things, but I would, I would much rather play Dune, uh, yeah. Or Galactic Era, which I know you guys oh, played Galactic as well. Oh, okay. I, re- oh, I really, really yeah, like Galactic whole, Era. That, that, that yeah. one, oh, yeah, oh my yeah. god, that's crazy. Yeah. I
2: wouldn't call that very yeah, trashy, yeah. though, right? It's really? now that three systems on the border? And it's like that sounds like Attack My Neighbors. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I will. I totally feel you. Feel you on this. Like Ti3. Um, I feel like that's also a game where, like, I liked it, but also that felt like too much for me for what it was. It was like, well, yeah. like, it's like a way longer game. You know, Texas yeah. is. Unbelievably convoluted, like right or just streamlines it in all the ways I like perfectly asked yeah, for. Yeah, whereas like three is like, great. no, I would right. ever go back and play that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. like I, I don't think I'd play three again. <laughs> I, I don't know if that would address your issues with the game because, like, honestly, yeah, totally real. Like, if four being more streamlined and possibly having more things to do, like for example, on the story that you're talking about, right, in four. Well, this is an expansion, unfortunately, not basically game. But in expansion, yeah, yeah, you can actually explore planets and like flip over like right. a card and like actually get something like, tangible beyond and just their, stats. their yeah. stats. Yeah. So like yeah. you'd be like, this planet has like a secret relic. Like whoa, right? That yeah, I, I like that
1: sort so of stuff, much to exploration right? yeah. to me. So, like, so I think so you, I think in three that I had little token maybe on the planets that you flipped and something happened, but I might be forgetting that with resources. It wasn't like a card. Yeah, I think it was just yeah, 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 yeah. So I don't
2: know if that would fix the game for you, but I would assume that like there's too many other things that probably problematic because like yeah four basically streamlines it and then adds in more of the cool stuff i don't know if that cool stuff would tell you over so yeah yeah i was also bummed
1: that it felt like the it felt like the fights because they weren't tied to point i know you have to fight to like take over systems and like they're so they're important in that way but i was like that they're the way of the way of thinking about the about the ship battles is more about control rather than like oh i do this ship battle and like oh wait we did that for no reason. <laughs> There's like yeah. really no
2: reason You should yeah, just yeah, been yeah, throwing yeah, all of our it, yeah. resources. That's why I love the expansion uh, so much. It's also, that's yeah. a huge reason why I just cannot go cool. back to base 4.0. Yeah. yeah,
1: definitely check well, it. out. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would be willing to try it, but it's also it's also one of those things too, where like, I know it's my experience with i 3 yeah. yeah. and then it's like, okay, I know that the, the ideal way is to do it with 4 and the expansion, right? Like I've heard that a bunch, but I also think, I'm like okay, well then you're getting into like the 250 realm, which honestly yeah, isn't yeah. Yep. isn't different than a lot of Kickstarters nowadays. Like mm. game prices are going up and up <laughs> right. and up. Um, I'm the <laughs> in the <extreme> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but for that like a price, I'm like uh, I have games that like scratch that itch. Like I don't play uh, as much Dune as I want to. And I friggin love Dune. Yeah. Um, and and so like I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine with my TI experience and not dipping into that, but it's not, totally. but this, this at least makes me consider if somebody was like, you need to play TI four with expansions with me. I could, could, I could be talked in maybe to another game. There you go. Awesome. Sounds yeah. totally
2: reasonable to me. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah, I don't expect yeah. you to go through the effort of doing that out know, of yourself. But if yeah, you know, buddy yeah, was like, yeah. Hey, we got Ti four going on with the this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we got tacos. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, tacos. tacos. <laughs> 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 Put those Roto running shots in His expansion goes up to eight players now. Seven PTs. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of Roto, let's see what he's got for the number one on our top 12 Ameritrash game.
4: All right. We're getting close to the end and the heavy hitters are coming out. Arkham Horror 2nd Edition. Nope, nope, nope. Here's my experience with Arkham Horror. Back when I first got into board gaming, whatever now, 12 years ago, I heard so many things about it, I wanted to try it. It was very expensive, or at least what passed for expensive back in the day. And I saw somebody selling a used copy for like 15 bucks on Board Game Geek, and I'm like, okay, well, fine. It was one of the first used games I ever bought on Board Game Geek, using the excellent marketplace. It finally showed up, and it was the first edition from the 80s. And that was absolutely terrible. Oh my gosh. But I'll be honest, I didn't really like second edition much more. To me, it typifies all the most extreme excesses of Ameritrash-style gaming, but I cannot deny it creates memorable experiences. It is, you know, mood and atmosphere personified. Definitely not for me, though. Neither is Nexus Ops. Yeah, armies, endless armies of of plastic crashing into each other, but I totally understand why it would make the list. And, well, how did you let Shelfside take your number one game? Twilight Imperium, that's your baby! I guess you're probably just being polite to the guests. And by the way, not for nothing, I still haven't played it. I'm still down to play this. Well, I am in LA next week. I'm hanging out with you. Maybe we could get Shay to come over and some other people and have a big epic. I don't know. Maybe we even film it. I don't know. I've been wanting to get a run-through of Twilight Imperium on the channel forever. Maybe next week is the time. We will see. But, that's for the future me. Today me, right now me, I'm going to talk about our combined number one, and I'm totally cheating, but I've got to give it to Forsaken. Oh, man. And I know I'm cheating because I mean, have any of you actually played it? It's not out yet. It is going to be coming soon. I did cover it when it was crowdfunding. And yeah, uh, you know, just I went back and watched my video a bit to remind myself just how hard I fell in love with this game. There is no two ways about it. This is basically a big, sprawling, epic, thematic, uh, you know, a marigame, whatever you want to call them, a style game. Um, but it works so great. The narrative of this spaghetti western in space is so beautifully uh, implemented here. I mean, if you've ever wanted to play Mandalorian season one, the board game. That's what this game is. You know, mysterious characters in, in uh, you know on, a, on an abandoned mining planet with full of desperate people, all kinds of quests to go on, personal quests that we're on, uh, public quests that will literally change the face of the entire planet. There's so much replayability, especially because even if you know your playable characters' stories, you've gone through all the branching paths, there's randomly generated stories that you can experience with them as well. Um, and it is so sharp, so much fun... Um, I thought about actually talking about it when we had uh, Travis Chance because he was the designer on it. But I figured, no, uh, I, I, I don't want to. It just felt kind of weird to, you know, effuse praise while Travis is here. But Travis, oh my gosh, man, this game is so amazing. And I think once people start getting their hands on it, because I believe it is getting close to shipping, maybe early 2024, I think. I will not be the only person out there who proclaims Forsaken is the greatest Ameritrash-style game of all time. And I'll throw it back to you guys. And as a quick reminder, folks, stick around for the post-show. Or folks, hit the links down in the show notes to go to the extended edition of this, because I've got a few more games to talk about in the post-show. Okay, guys. Okay, guys
0: uh yeah Richard three for three I have no idea what, <laughs> about this game Forsaken another one I haven't heard about but if he's talking. Cooking. Ooh, yeah if he's talking <laughs> spe- birds, literally <laughs> yeah space western in our uh, yeah space western type game I'm you got me sold spaghetti western in space I'm, I'm sold I, I want to
1: give it a shot it, it does look good I remember when it was on kickstarter it was on kickstarter within the past couple years so I have naturally looked at it and uh it's um yeah it 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 seemed fun i think it was also by the game trays had a lot uh, there's a lot of game tray stuff and a lot of like extra organizational and that which also ups the price too Mm -hmm. so i remember thinking that it was like and i remember the shipping being a bit expensive too so that's always like i'm like ah i'm always saying do
4: my shipping
1: which (laughs) which uh yeah which is a real thing but um yeah that's uh that's that's my, my tip, but I remember it looking cool, for sure. Cool.
0: Yeah. Alright. Uh, everything okay with the shelf side, guys? I don't know what happened uh, while we were going over the uh, number one game. Did uh, equipment fall apart? What's going on? This yeah,
1: is- I'm not sure. Yeah.
0: This is the beauty of uh, filming this live here on Twitch, folks. Uh, y'all get the. To- <laughs> see all the crazy stuff, but apparently <laughs> Ashton, are everything <are> okay?
3: <laughs> we're hanging in there. Yeah, we gotta we gotta charge the laptop.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, laptop's about to laptop die. about to die.
0: Alright, well that's yeah, perfect timing. Very professional. <laughs> I no what you guys are saying right now. Yeah, yeah that's actually a good timing because it's we're wrapping up the show right now. We want to That's thank true. you all for watching. Be sure to click the show notes below for the extended version where you can hear all about the Shelfside guys and also you can hear about more games that would have made our top mm-hmm. 12. But uh, Shelfside, Ashton, Daniel, thank you so much again for joining us. Uh, Chris, as always, a bang-up job as the co-host of the R&R show. And until next time, folks, we'll see you later uh, here on the Ronald Rusty channel. Take care so long. Bye-bye.